everyone, I'm Karen Milton and today's podcast is about uh, whether you're stuck in a set point cycle and how it's time now just to get unstuck. So if you're listening to this, you've probably struggled with yo-yo dieting, maybe losing five pounds and gaining it back or losing weight and then plateauing. This is mainly to do with what we call our body's set point. And the set point theory is an idea that we have a genetically predetermined body weight range that changes over the course of our lives. And these changes are due to uh, the metabolism shifts that happen with age, um, obviously thanks to those wonderful hormones, the way we digest our food and many other factors like stress and anxiety. And many people particularly during the COVID pandemic, have noticed that even when they've lost and kept weight off for a long period of time, that it slowly crept back on due to the unusual sort of stress and anxiety that COVID has placed on us. The set point theory says that the body will settle at a specific weight where it likes to be. And it will defend itself so that it stays at that specific weight or within that specific range. Essentially, what it's saying is that each one of us has a biological blueprint then involving many factors, um, all of them being highly individual, um, but including things like genetics, biology, lifestyle, environment and preferences. I'm sure you can think of at least one friend or family member who has used their, well, it's all in my genes excuse for not taking care of their health and maybe lifestyle choices. Here's the thing, though, that genetics perhaps play a role in your body's weight, um, if that is determined in any way. But it's not, I believe, your destiny. Yes, there are genetic factors that we, you know, can predispose ourselves to a certain body weight and this set point. But researchers have found that this, what they call bad gene, is unlikely to explain the rapid rise in obesity rates around the globe. According according to this review that I read, um, and that's of several studies, They looked at the link between genetics and obesity and what it said is that moving from genetic predisposition to obesity itself generally requires some change in diet, lifestyle or other environmental factors. So you see it's not clean cut. The bottom line is that high calorie intake from an unhealthy diet and not genetics is usually the explanation to um, our weight and our body type. Yes, environmental factors will help to determine our body's set point, in particular what we eat and how active we are. So you can offset those certain genetic markers of obesity through lifestyle changes like adjusting the type of exercise you do for perhaps you know exercise particularly what's shown as strength training is one of the best methods for reducing body fat 
And the more you strength train, the more you may be able to change your body weight set point due to decreases in body fat levels and increases in lean body mass. With diet, though, um, unfortunately, the regulation of body weight is probably asymmetrical because we all know it's much easier to gain weight and keep it on than it is to lose weight and keep it off. So I'd bet that most of you have experienced at some point um, that the more weight we lose, the harder our body works almost to resist that change. Um, it can feel like we're being pulled back to our old weight with the slightest slip up. However, there are several strategies that we can employ to combat this, depending on our health goals. And research shows that adaptive metabolic changes do not explain the tendency of weight reduced persons to regain weight. Um, in other words, people who lose weight are not predisposed to future weight gain. They might fail though, and that might be because of the them making the wrong choices with diet and exercise or they might fail because they don't um, do it long enough to change their body's weight set point. Um, in obese individuals consistent structure changes over a time appear to be the best method for preventing weight gain and changing body weight set point. So just like achieving any goal, building habits is really the key to success. And as you know, on my programme, this is what I'm constantly looking for you to find which habits you can actually incorporate into your life long term. One study estimated that obese individuals who change their energy balance by 100 calories per day can prevent future weight gain. So it's that consistency that's really important. And another study found that maintaining lost body weight was more likely to be achieved is energy intake over the course of two years is around 170 calories a day lower than before. So consistently at a slightly lower level than where we were before. But you can see that's not a massive amount of calories that we're talking about reducing and how that can then provide that change and consistency. The National Weight Control Registry, um, that can help us to understand what works long term because it tracks over 10,000 people now whose Members have lost on average 66 pounds and kept it off for over five and a half years. So what they say to maintain their weight loss, members engage generally in the following habits. 78% eat breakfast every day. 75% weigh themselves at least once a week. 62% watch less than 10 hours of TV a week and 90% exercise on average about one hour a day and the most popular exercise was just walking. So 
weight loss maintenance seems to get easier over time. And research shows that after you've successfully maintained weight loss for an average of two years, the chance of longer term success greatly increases. Your hormones are another factor that really affects our body weight set point. We know about leptin. It's commonly known as the I'm fall hormone and it plays a role in maintaining our body weight set point range. And cortisol, the stress hormone, particularly the long-term stress hormone, is associated with fat accumulation in our body. The good news is that you can improve your hormones by following this programme, but also by other ways, by getting enough sleep, because sleep disorders have shown to disrupt our hormone levels. And obviously eating a programme, as I recommend, so something that's fibre rich, protein rich diet, it generally lower in saturated fat, but high in good fats, the omega-3 fats. And there's evidence that this type of eating programme boosts our serotonin levels, which is our happiness hormone, which is fantastic, isn't it? You know that four to six hours without food helps to balance leptin. So a no snack habit is really, really essential long term. Resistant exercises have been shown to increase anabolic hormones. So that's the way to go if you're looking at exercise and, of course, managing stress levels. And I give you as many tips as possible and I'll be doing more hypnotherapy and other relaxation um, techniques that you can use to reduce your stress. So from where you are now, when you look on the scales, be aware that your set point range will tend to be within 5 to 20 pounds from where you are now. And this is where your body will thrive and where it won't fight against any subtle change and it won't increase your ghrelin or your hunger hormone or it won't reduce your metabolism so that it drives you to eat to put that weight back on. So think about your life and what you've experienced and how that's linked to a set point based on what is happening in your life and it could be that even a time in your life could link to certain set points. You might have a set point linked to when you go on holiday. You might have a set point linked to when you're really happy or when you're really stressed or when you're really anxious or even a set point for a certain time of year. I know that I have and I know that I've had that in the past and I know that that's been one of my biggest struggles. So how can we change that? The most important part of my programme is to sneakily make changes to our body that allows us to release weight and change our set point gradually. When we get to a new set point, then our body tends to need about four to eight weeks to adjust to this new weight. And then our body will respond like that is the new normal. So these periods of plateau are really important as our slow weight loss will then stop that feeling that we need to ignite our metabolism or, um, or really 
ch make any significant changes. It might be that even just a short weight loss boost period then really ignites our metabolism and then that really jiggles our set point into a new process, into a new pattern. This is why going on a strict diet, a fatty diet, just doesn't work and why only around 10% of dieters actually manage to achieve long-term weight loss and why according to the vast majority they just return to the same weight as they were before or they might even put on a bit more. So if you, like me, have been there and you've been in this cycle, you know that those feelings of shame and failure are just absolutely gut-wrenching. They have to stop now. You really have to stop thinking about going on yet another diet. You know, the good news is that your set point and these hurdles are surmountable. And the set point can be changed with three essential ingredients, and that's time, support, and sneaky little nutrition changes. So time. If you make changes over time and lose weight gradually, your body systems can adapt then to these new circumstances and your systems will stop trying to return you to your previous normal weight. Your body will slowly understand and your new lower weight is then permanent and it will try to keep you there instead. Your body will then adjust to a new food level. Those systems like nutrition, uh, nutrient intake, hormone levels, neurotransmitters then have a chance to make slow adaptions. So the set point of your body then can change. So you see why fatty diets rarely give your body this chance to adapt. Instead, they result in that yo-yo effect where you swing from losing weight to gaining weight and back again. Support. Awareness and constant reminders are key when you are trying to make any change. If you notice your body trying to return you to your old weight, then you may be able to take action to stop it. And being part of this type of therapy group is a way to help you stay motivated whilst your set point is adapting. This can help you to understand how you view food and your weight in a way that's more involved than the just should I eat this or should I not or the usual just eat less, move more theory which we know doesn't work long term for most of us. A therapy group will help you with common emotional issues that come into play when people struggle to slim down. Things like the all or nothing thinking. You know, if you find yourself walking a thin line between sticking to your food plan perfectly or falling off the wagon completely, you may be experiencing a cognitive distortion called this all or nothing thinking. And psychologists use the term cognitive distortion to refer to a persistent, exaggerated thoughts that are not in line with what is actually going on in the real world. People who experience this all or nothing thinking whilst trying to lose weight believe that they're either a complete success or a total failure based on their food choices. 
Studies have shown that all or nothing thinking style is closely linked to a perceived lack of control over eating and an inability to maintain a healthy weight. If this is you, you probably struggle to return to a healthy eating pattern after enjoying a small indulgent or or even just link periods in the year to a cycle of behaviour. You are more likely to throw in the towel and overeat based on the assumption that this is always happens to me and so you just accept and repeat the behaviour. But support from me and the group can bring us back on track and bring everything back into perspective. The group also helps with negative body image. If you're trying to change your body size and shape, it's possible that you are less than satisfied with the way you look in its current state. And of course, there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve our health or our appearance. If your body image is too negative, though, it can hinder your weight loss process. For most people, a negative body image is tied to self-worth. They may think that their worth is determined by body shape, size or the foods that you eat. This can get in the way of success when trying to develop healthy eating habits or trying to reach and maintain a healthy weight. In addition, a negative body image is linked to unhealthy eating patterns and other problems. And it's not clear if it's a negative body image that leads to unhealthy eating or if it's unhealthy eating that leads to negative body image. We know, though, that our thoughts impact our emotions and our behaviours. What is clear is that feeling a strong dissatisfaction with our body can stand in the way of reaching a healthy weight. Therefore, spend time, maybe with the group, identifying whether you have that ideal self-goal and it is a really healthy self-goal that you have and that it can incorporate all the wonderful changes and habits that you want to over time. And then you can use the group to build on your self-esteem and your self-worth and then use the change cycle that I provided in one of the other podcast recordings to rewire this change into your subconscious mind because repetition is key to get your mind to change and this will then allow you to reset and lose more weight more easily. I mentioned those sneaky nutrition changes because you must stop treating this like a diet. You must find foods that are filling, satisfying, that you like, that keep you full for four to six hours. You must include protein and if you haven't checked your um, your amount of protein that you're eating, just one or two days um, checked on MyFitnessPal is a really good way, it's almost a must to check to see whether that's affecting why maybe your weight isn't moving in the right direction because protein tends to be too low and carbs too high. This is the number one reason for the lack of weight loss. And this enables your body to feel good and to allow weight to release without disrupting your 
hunger hormones and appetite regulation. So you can keep sugar and carbs low because they only affect your body fat. And this is where we need to think instead about insulin levels. Because when insulin levels are low, our body can then be in fat burning mode. It's just as simple as that. The key is then, with most aspects of weight loss, is to make lifestyle and habit changes, which, for example, reduce insulin levels. Because only then will your body be able to use up its own fat stores for energy. Eating the Change for Good way will automatically reduce cravings. But there are several supplements that will help too. And these sneakily help you to lose weight because it's reducing your appetite in particular. I want to mention having a little aloe vera juice because it's extremely rich in terms of water content and it's anti-inflammatory. By consuming it right in the morning on an empty stomach, you're providing your body with a boost of fluids first thing. And you've probably been aware that aloe vera is commonly found in lots of weight loss products because it's shown to boost metabolism and improve blood sugar control. You can consume between one tablespoon to 120 millimetres of aloe vera juice a day for up to four weeks, approximately 15 minutes before your breakfast or first meal of the day. It's great because it provides excellent antioxidants to our system, but it's boosting your metabolism, helping to burn fat. Another supplement is Garcinia. Garcinia, um, I've seen, has shown to aid weight loss by reducing appetite. Its mechanism isn't fully known, but the active ingredient can increase serotonin in the brain. And serotonin, as we know, is an appetite suppressant, but it also makes us feel happy too. Most importantly, though, Garcinia impacts blood fats and the production of new fatty acids. And human and animal studies show that it may lower high levels of flat, fat in your blood and reduce oxidative, oh, that's difficult to say, oxidative stress in your, um, in your body. So one study also suggests that it may especially be effective when reducing the accumulation of belly fat in people who are overweight. So lots of my ladies who come to me struggle because they're looking to lose weight around the middle. So again, Garcinia is, is a good supplement for that. Fibre. Fibre research shows that shifting from a low fibre diet, which is less than 15 grams um a day to a high fiber diet aiming for 30 grams could be a serious game changer in weight loss. A high fiber diet can also help to maintain healthy weight because fiber is not only extremely filling, 
yet low in calories, but it also takes longer to digest than refined and processed foods, swells your stomach so it absorbs the liquid, leaving you feeling more satisfied and fuller for longer. And obviously fibre is excellent for your digestion and clearing out your whole body. So you can have that high fibre drink mid-afternoon, which is that danger, low energy dip time when a lot of people want to snack. So something like psyllium you can buy or you could use perhaps the Puritan protein powder drink in a drink because that contains soluble and insoluble fibre from whole seeds and nuts, apple pectin and psyllium husk too. So it's low in carbohydrates and high in fibre and one serving of the Puritan is providing around I think it's six to eight grams of fibre a day, which depending on which flavour you choose, that's really quite good. It's equivalent to about three slices of whole wheat bread. And this could really complement your current eating programme, obviously including, you know, good fibre in vegetables and fruit. Chromium. Chromium should be considered because it plays an essential role in the metabolism of carbohydrates. Um and fats and in obviously in the action then with insulin so chromium has been studied studied for the potential role in altering body composition and weight loss losing fat and maintaining muscle mass so it's been really really positive in the studies that i've reviewed and finally i want to mention grapefruit seed extract it's often when we're craving carbohydrates and alcohol that it can be because of candida yeast overgrowth in our small and large intestines. This is fairly common, I think, in that it can greatly affect our weight loss efforts and have adverse effects on our energy, digestion, anxiety, libido and any depression. Age, diet, lack of nutrients, sugar carbohydrates and alcohol, emotional stress, antibiotic use, including those that we buy as part of our meats and poultry, which contain, unfortunately, antibiotics, um, the general functioning of our immune system, they all contribute to candida increase. And grapefruit seed extract is a non-toxic antimicrobial product demonstrated to kill or inhibit the growth of a wide array of harmful bacteria, fungi, viruses and parasites. So it's excellent to eliminate candida and subsequent cravings. It comes in liquid form and you can easily add about 10 drops to your aloe vera juice in the morning for about four weeks and increase your probiotics during that time to boost that good bacteria level so that your energy and health gets a maximum boost in um, function. I've tried supplement aloe vera juice, grape seed, grapefruit seed extract, garcinia and chromium just over the last two weeks because I like to try things before I recommend just to see how I felt and although this is a very short period of time I, I recognise that and of course I don't know if it's a bit of a mind trick too but I've definitely been less hungry and my weight is reduced and this is a time when a lot of my clients have been selling, saying that they felt hungrier um, or influenced by the 
cold, wet, wintry weather at the moment, affecting mood and the amount of food that they're eating. So it's definitely worth a try and um, I look forward to seeing how you get on with that. I'm going to be referring to all of these in the worksheet um, with a suggested action plan and supplement link so you don't need to worry about taking notes of those. So if you're feeling stuck at a certain wake, weight, um, research shows that the key is building habits to trick your body into release weight slowly and to move towards a new set point. We do this just as is written in the fable of the tortoise and the hare. By employing ingenuity and trickery to overcome a strong opponent, so be smart and enjoy the slow conquest until you succeed. Thank you for listening. Until the next time.